Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you guys, and we are talking about a huge topic. I know, I feel like I say this a lot, but I get like the same top five questions all the time. And a lot of times it's like, how much should they be eating? Is my child eating enough? Is this okay? Those sorts of things. And then I get the question, how do I stop food throwing? Now there's a lot of behaviors at the table that I uh, get questions about, honestly, spitting, throwing, tipping things over, wanting to sit on your lap, wanting to eat from your plate, not their plate, blah, 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 blah. So many uh, behaviors at the table that us moms have to endure and encounter and we just don't get it. Why aren't you swallowing the food in your mouth? Just swallow it. Just swallow it. Just swallow it. But food throwing is probably the number one uh, problem behavior, if you want to call it that, that parents not only encounter, but ask me how to make it stop. And I totally get it. Now for me, food throwing, the issue that I have with it is the food waste. It drives me nuts. I just spent all this time cooking this food and now it's on the floor or the dog has already eaten it because my dog knows exactly where to sit to grab those little bits and pieces that are flying off the high chair. He knows to jump up in the air just random times because he'll probably catch food, right? So um, I don't know if you have a dog, but if not, highly recommend if you've got a food thrower in their house to get a dog. Now they are a lot of work, a lot more work, some would say, than like a vacuum cleaner. But man, do they clean up after your toddler, okay? (laughs) Okay, don't actually get a dog. They are a lot of work. Okay, but maybe do get a dog because they're the best and they're so cute with your kids, but they are a lot of work. Anyways, if you have a dog, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not a dog person... Sorry, that joke probably didn't land with you, but you get the point. They throw food and it's nice to have a dog to come do all your cleaning up. In fact, when my husband and I go over to friends' houses who don't have a dog and we, you know, have our kids and they eat and they make a freaking mess, my husband and I look at each other afterwards like, oh, we have to like clean this up now. Do you guys have a broom? Like, it's so funny when they don't have a dog and they don't have kids the look on our faces are just apologetic. We're like, I'm so sorry you invited us over. Why did you invite us over? Can we still be friends after this? I promise next time we'll get grandma and grandpa to watch the kids. Like, it's seriously so funny. So get a dog, all right? And if you invite a lot of people over with kids and you don't have kids, get a dog. Okay, why would you be listening to this podcast if you don't have kids? All right, I am officially digressing and it's been less than three minutes, but here we go. We're going to talk all about throwing food, why it happens, and what you can do about it. Mama, I see you. You're tired of making different meals and crossing your fingers that tonight might be the night where they actually try those veggies. You're so tired of putting things on the plate just to watch them not get touched. Maybe you're even feeling stuck in a never-ending cycle of bribing, begging, bargaining to get your little one to eat. Maybe you feel like they wouldn't eat anything unless you count down their bites or even feed it to them. I bet you're even worried that they're just not getting enough and certainly not enough of the things that you know that they need. You're not sure that they're reaching their full potential living off pizza and goldfish crumbs. You're ready for a change or else you might just throw in the towel altogether. 
Maybe you're feeling like you're at your wit's end with picky eating and feeling like nothing will work. You need a plan to finally beat picky eating and get back to enjoying meals again. If this sounds anything like you, then this program was literally made for you. Table Talk is the picky eating program that works. It's the program that teaches you to be your own feeding expert because at the end of the day, you know your child best. And feeding kids shouldn't be this hard. Picky eating can take over your life feeling like every meal is worse than the last. It's time to reclaim your kitchen and actually start enjoying meals together. Table Talk is a targeted program that teaches you the strategies and methods that kick picky eating to the curb for good. Take it from Lola, who's a mom of a little one who she was ready just to throw in the towel altogether about picky eating, but then she took Table Talk, and at the end, she said, since taking Table Talk, my daughter's foods, likes, and loves is over 100. Can you imagine what it would be like for your little one to like or love over 100 foods? Throughout the Table Talk program, you'll learn how to get them to eat more variety and new foods, make sure that they're eating the right amount, and finally have peaceful meals again as a family. You'll learn how to stop pressuring them to eat and what to do to encourage them without pressuring. Plus, you will feel confident at the table knowing that everything you're doing is leading to raising a healthy, happy, and independent eater. All right, you can click the link in the description box below to enroll in Table Talk today. And when you do that, you will also get my Demystifying Desserts mini course completely for free. This course teaches you how to take desserts off the pedestal and put them back where they belong and end the obsession with sugar. All right, click the link in the description box below to get started today. Today, we're going to be talking specifically about food throwing. So the first thing that I want to cover about food throwing is why? Why are they throwing this food? Now, I can't tell you exactly why your child is throwing food, but I can tell you that there are typically some themes behind why they're throwing food. Sometimes it's that they're overwhelmed. We have too much food on their plate. So the remedy there is to serve less. Sometimes they're overstimulated by dinner time or lunchtime or whatever time that they're throwing their food. There's the dog barking and their older siblings are at the table and you're up and down and up and down and maybe there's music on in the background. Maybe there's just a lot going on. So try to make it a really calm place because sometimes they just feel way overstimulated and the colors and flavors and textures and smells on their plate or on their tray overwhelm them. And then they start throwing. Sometimes they're just trying to communicate with you like, hey, I'm all done. You keep putting food on my plate and I'm telling you I'm all done. A lot of times they just don't know where to put it or they're trying to get your attention, right? They know that when they start throwing food, mom is no longer paying attention to dad or to older brother that your attention is going to switch to them. So sometimes we just have to get on like our little investigator hats or I keep picturing it as like a fedora, you know, an investigative, or maybe like a Sherlock Holmes type hat. I don't know what that hat's called. I'm sure a lot of you are screaming it at me right now, but <laughs> you put on that hat and we, we take two steps back. We take a deep breath. Okay, ready? We take a deep breath because food throwing gets my blood levels up, 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 really, really high. So We take a deep breath and we ask ourselves, okay, why are they throwing right now? 
what's going on? What's the environment? What have I put on their plate? What have I not put on their plate? What are they asking for? How are they trying to communicate with me? And what's going on for them? So I actually did an Instagram live a while back um, with an account on Instagram. And right there in the Instagram, she was like, hey, I I just have a question. Here's what's going on with my twin. Actually, she has triplets, but two of her triplets were throwing food. And I told her, hey, maybe you're putting too much on the plate. And immediately, you guys, I'm not even kidding, the next day she tried putting less on the plate, immediately stopped the throwing. So sometimes we just need to take a step back and say, okay, what what's going on here? What are they trying to communicate with me? And how can I do a little bit of trial and error to get them to stop throwing? It's not always a behavioral issue. It's not always trying to throw it in your face that you just spent an hour making this food and they can throw it on the ground in 0.2 seconds. Okay. A lot of things from toddlers feel very personal when really they just don't have the communication skills to tell us what they're thinking or what they need or how to best serve them in that meal. It's kind of a dance. You know, at the mealtime of us doing one thing and them doing the other, and who's leading here and who's taking control, and are we listening to each other? Are we taking each other's cues, even if they're nonverbal? We can see that their eyes get wide if they're overstimulated. We can see that they're leaning back in their chair, they're full. We can see that they are not liking the green beans, and only the green beans are getting thrown. How can we investigate this a little bit further? Now, I have in no way made a comprehensive list of why they're throwing. So this comes really with sitting with them and engaging with them with meals so that you can learn your own child and what's going on. And the best way we can do that and get to know someone, even if they are our child and grew inside of us in some cases, is to sit with them and spend time with them and pay attention to those micro, micro cues that they give off even long before they throw. Because a lot of times they are trying to communicate something to us before the throwing starts. Not always. <laughs> Some kids are like immediately you put food down and they throw it. But um, maybe they're trying to feed the dog. My daughter is so into feeding our dog right now. She laughs every time he catches it midair. And so now I've had to remove the dog during mealtimes. It's not exactly fun, but he certainly does enjoy coming to clean up the food afterwards. So I just want to preface that. I also want to sit here and say this and the some of the solutions I'm about to give you is really age dependent. So babies, first of all, first of all, let's just get this straight. Babies know way more than they are letting on. Okay, you guys, they know what you are saying to them way before they can communicate or repeat it back to you. They truly, truly understand. I mean, I talked to my like one year old or one day old, rather one day old baby as if they understand me because eventually they will. And the more I communicate with them and I follow up with swift and immediate action, they understand. They start to connect those things. If I say, hey, do you want to eat? And then I immediately put them in their high chair and give them food. They understand the word eat far before they can actually say it or repeat it back to me. They understand what that means, right? Because I'm connecting my verbal cue or my words with swift and immediate action. And when you do that, they learn quickly what these words mean, especially when they're motivated by something like food. Now, if I say, hey, do you want to eat? And then I let 10 minutes pass of them playing. And then I say it again. And then I let two minutes pass. And then I finally put them in their high chair just for them to wait until I serve them. They're not going to catch on to that communication as quickly. 
They will eventually, but not as quickly. So we want to make sure that our word is gold. We say what we mean and we mean what we say, especially with babies. Well, honestly, throughout all childhood. And I appreciate it as an adult as well. So as a human, we mean what we say. We say what we mean. Okay. So then we want to continue fostering that communication uh, relationship, but know that the solutions I'm about to give you are age dependent. So as they understand more, we can be more of that parent that really uh, leads the situation. When they're a little bit younger, sometimes it can be a little harder and it's more of a give and give and take back and forth, kind of uh, continuing to communicate with them and finding ways that we can do that, even if they're nonverbal. So just a reminder here, food throwing typically at the earlier age is a lot of times overwhelmed you have too much on their plate. Okay. So I'm talking like maybe two, three, even five, maybe pieces on their plate or less. Um, so they feel overwhelmed. They don't know where to put the food, but a lot of times these babies are just experimenting. They're learning. They honestly are just experimenting. What will happen if their entire world is growing by leaps and bounds every day and they're learning what will mom do? What will my dog do? Where will my food go if I throw it over there? They honestly just don't know. So it's less behavioral, which a lot of times it feels that way, and more just exploration. And we want them to explore, but it's healthy and safe and important to have boundaries around their exploration. We want to make sure that they feel safe exploring food and at the table and around us. And this is true around the house and other areas too for parenting. We want them to feel safe in their bedroom, in the bath, in all the places and with all the things. We want them to explore, but of course, there's limits there. And everyone's limit is different with food throwing or with anything else. I have a pretty low limit for food throwing, okay? I'll let it happen like two or three times and I'm like, no, okay, and we're done with that. But some people might feel more comfortable letting them throw food. Maybe they're eating somewhere where it's safe to grab it off the floor and give it back to them. I don't know what's in your life, but you need to know where your threshold is. The most important thing we can do is stay calm and stay cool. It's not a punishment. Whatever comes next shouldn't be a punishment. Once we have punishment around the table, they're going to start having negative uh, associations with food, which is what can lead to worsening picky eating. So sometimes we just need to show them where the food can go. Verbally, we tell them where the food can go instead of where it can't. So instead of saying, don't throw food, which to them, all they hear is throw food, throw food, (laughs) throw food. Instead of saying that, we say food stays on the plate or food stays on the tray. Or maybe even food goes in this no thank you bowl or what I like to call it the maybe later bowl. You show them where the food they don't want in front of them can go. That's really important. Okay, I want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's podcast episode, not only for sponsoring, but also for the work that they do. Today's episode is sponsored by Safe Beginnings First Aid and CPR course. Holly from Safe Beginnings believes that being able to confidently react in an emergency is the peace of mind that every family deserves, and I agree. I want you to feel empowered to keep your family safe by taking her online first aid and CPR course just like I did. I have taken a lot of CPR trainings over the years, and Holly's is by far my favorite. It's clear, concise, easy to follow, and truly puts your mind at ease as a mom. No matter the age or stage of your little one, this course is a must-take. A quote I once heard by Max Mayfield has always stuck with me, and I want to share it with you. 
He says preparation through education is less costly than learning through tragedy. And I don't want to be a downer, but this could not be more true when it comes to our kids. It's time to start feeling confident at the table. And I want you to get started today by clicking the link in the description box below and use my code Alyssa20 for 20% off. Trust me, this is a decision you will not regret. All right, now back to the show. A lot of times with uh, toddlers or babies even, we can start with sign language. This can help so much with babies when they're trying to use food throwing as a way to communicate. We can actually teach them how to communicate (laughs) so they're no longer needing to throw food. So you can teach them more, eat, all done, no thank you, thank you. All those things can be done through sign language in a way that feels good to both of you. And you know that they're going to sign all done. They might eventually resort to throwing, but that's really on us for not paying attention to those early cues of them saying all done. What else are you going to do if you are strapped into a high chair, you are done with the food in front of you, you want to get down and play, and you've been signing all done to your mom for 10 minutes, you're going to probably start throwing food. And I always think of it as kind of like when we're at a restaurant and our waiter won't bring us our check. We're like, oh my gosh, what do I need to do to get your attention to bring me the check? I am all done. I am so stuffed. I need to go for a walk around the block before I can go home because I'm feeling so full. And we kind of push our food away from us, right? It's very, very similar for children. They want that out of their sight. They are full. They're done. They are on to the next thing. And they're showing you that. Okay, so in behavioral issues or, you know, they just keep throwing their food and you can't get them to stop and you've tried all these other suggestions, what you need to do is set that boundary and follow through and be consistent. You need to let them know where your threshold is for throwing food. Maybe that's once, maybe that's twice, maybe it's a thousand times, whatever that threshold is, be consistent. Verbally let them know their boundary and you're verbally reminding them that, hey, throwing food communicates to me that you're all done. Whether or not that's your intention, that is what you're telling me when you say all done. So you say something like, obviously you can't use all those words with toddlers typically, what you say is something like, when you throw food, that tells mommy you're all done. Are we all done? Then do the sign for them. And then if they throw food again, you can let them know, hey, it looks like you're still throwing food, which tells mommy we're all done. Okay, we're all done. We clean up the meal. We're very empathetic. We let them know when the next opportunity is to eat. Maybe we let them know we'll save their food for later. We clean them up calmly. This is not a punishment, remember, but this is you responding to the communication that they have given you that the meal is over. I hope that makes sense to you. And I hope you know that this is flexible with your child, but the biggest thing is to be consistent. If you let them come back one more time, always let them come back one more time. Now in the beginning, it might be for you that you've been dealing with food throwing for like three weeks or four four months or however long, and you need a little bit more flexibility and time until you get to that point where it's one throw and we're done. But for some of you, it might have just started. You want, If you can handle this before it starts or handle it the second it starts, it's way more effective. Now setting that boundary and letting them know that the meal's going to be over really works for 12 months plus. And obviously as they get older and further and further understand that, um, it'll get even uh, more solidified in them. So even 16 to 18 months plus is really where this starts to solidify. So a lot of times with my younger babies, I would remove them from the meal and then let them come right back maybe after a minute or two of break or rest. And in that few minutes, I'm able to really see are they done with their meal? Are they ready to move on? 
or are they still hungry? Are they still showing me hunger cues? And that's a really important time to see what is happening. Why are they throwing food and use that trial and error? All right. So those are my solutions for you today. I hope this was helpful for you. I know this is a question so many mamas have. And like I said, inside my table talk program, I go through an in-depth framework of how to handle behaviors at the table that you're not too keen on. We break them down individually. And then I give you a framework and method for how to handle pretty much anything that comes your way. Otherwise, thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.